fat or whatever when I'm yellow makes you look fat. No, when I'm sitting down. Okay. And it's hot as shit. So. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Episode number thirty-seven, right? That is correct. I hope so. Hope I'm not wrong about that. Um, and it is the UFC two twenty-nine aftermath. What we can talk about it seems like there's a lot of uh, a lot of not talk about it. We did because there's like a lot of stuff not being disclosed. And then I know from my camp, being Khabib's camp, they can't say anything right now. You know, so I talked to Javier a little bit, and obviously when there's drama like that, there's a lot of investigation going on and things like that. So they don't want to, you know. Yeah, they haven't really released anything. No payout yet. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Well, it's reported, though, that Connor made a lot of money. Like 50 million or something in a loss. Over 50 or something. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know. I I wish I could find the source for that. That's not bad. To go out there and, yeah, I'd I'd take a way worse beating than that for 50 something million dollars. Yeah, I'd do a lot of things for. I think his pay is going to go down a little bit now. It's going to have to. Yeah. He doesn't have a legacy anymore. And it came out, didn't it? He threw his first biggest punch. thing is selling fights, and like I don't think he can sell fights like he used to because he was believable. But I think Khabib, like, kind of like punished him, took that away. That whole, you know, he can what? destroy anybody and do anything he wants, and not really, not when he met Khabib. Would you want to see a rematch? No, I don't I'd watch it because yeah. of Khabib. But I don't think there needs to be one. Yeah, I mean, he beat him on the feet, he beat him on the ground. I mean, I, yeah, he proved that he quits when he gets tired. I mean, it's like what else? I get it. It's going to be one hell of a payday, the second one. Yeah. But, like, uh, I hate to piggyback off of what uh, Luke Rockhold was saying, but, you know, usually when there's a rematch, that means it was a very good close fight, and you want to see him fight again because it could go either way. Yeah. It wasn't like that in this one. This was a mall. Yeah, no, it wasn't close. And the thing about it is, I think he's going to have a tough fight if he gets to fight with Ferguson, to be honest. Ferguson's the only guy in that whole division I'm scared of. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a tough fight. Ferguson's got a good gas tank. He's well-rounded. He's on the ground. Um, he's got those elbows. and uh, Weird punches and kicks and yeah so just a weird dude i think uh I mean, that has to be the fight right i mean yeah. wh- who else can even come close to even giving him a, a, a match at all i mean kevin lee no he's fighting high quinta by the way yeah they just announced that today or yeah. yesterday or something what's crazy though and i know we always talk about aka we're always mentioning aka they're always in the news god i get so tired of talking about aka it sucks it sucks being a part of that <laughs> team for so long and then having to talk about it now every single podcast of my life but uh the facts are saying that the number one and number two pound for pound fighters in the world number one is daniel cormier number two is khabib oh man so both are AKA. Sounds like a lot of AKA guys, huh? And between both of those guys, they hold three titles as of right now, which we can get into in a second. Daniel, as we know, is about to get stripped. Um, not like on the Popeyes commercial. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a shirt in that one, I think, the right? Chicken strip joke? Uh, maybe, but uh, he's no, about, he wasn't wearing a shirt. Yeah, so he stripped for that commercial, and he's about to get his belt stripped. But uh, but what do yeah. we lose it? So I mean, you know? I mean, he's a double champ until he he fights uh, Derek Lewis, and man. The two pound for pound, the, the two best fighters in the world are the two most loyal, two of the most loyal. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are loyal at AK, but two of the most loyal people at AK that both preach hard work and dedication. You know, work work your ass off. There's no shortcuts. Uh, you know, to success. Um, and uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And and oftentimes talent doesn't work hard. Oh, say that one again. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Did you just make that up? No, we've oh. been saying that for years. Oh, that's really good. I never heard it. And talent often doesn't work hard, and then oftentimes talent takes steroids. Not yeah. saying any names. <laughs> so I'm saying hard work usually comes out that's ahead. A long slogan. Yeah, uh, hard work usually comes out ahead. So and iron sharpens iron, of course. So 
that's what our, our, our sayings are, AKA since for years and years and years, you know, and it's like, you know, you go in there, you bust your ass, you got good training partners. If you don't, you don't complain. Um, you know, you don't cry. You don't, you know, try to tell the coaches what you should do. You do what they tell you, you know, whether you have one training partner, whether you have We've 10, seen that before. whether you have 50, you know, whether, uh, Hav wants to work with you today or he doesn't have time, whatever the case, you just train your ass off every single day. And that's how these guys made it. You know, all these guys, Luke and DC and Kane and, I mean, look at the ground guys like uh, Luke, DC, Kane, and Khabib. They all came in with wrestling and, and ground uh, being their number one thing, not as good on the feet, little to no experience on the feet, and they became some of the best strikers in the UFC. I mean, Khabib was on his way there now. He knocked, you know, he knocked Connor down. I mean, Connor said it wasn't a knockdown, but right. he was all but down. I mean, we, we, they say that if you have three limbs touching the ground, it's technically a downed opponent. Yeah. He didn't sit on the canvas, but he did rock him. Um, but, I mean, we saw Daniel Cormier, a wrestler from, obviously, an Olympic-level wrestler, knock out Stipe in the heavyweight division. Yeah. And he's knocked, you know, he, he, he's done amazing on the feet. Uh, Kane was one of the best Dude. strikers in the heavyweight division. I mean, how many times did, did he knock people DC out? DC versus uh, Gustafson. That yeah, was, there you go. That was 41 different uppercuts. And look at Luke. I mean, Luke became, I mean, more of a striker than a, a BJJ guy almost, you know. And, like, yeah. that's where his base was when he came in. So, someone asked me the other day, you know, how much has Khabib been working on his stand-up? He looked really fast, you know, against uh, Connor with his, especially that right hand, that overhand right hand. That's actually uh, Javier calls it Pops overhand right, and it's uh, it's from Pops, who was the trainer of Hobbs, and he's he was like so old, and he trained all of us yeah. up until he, he passed. So rest in peace, Pops. But uh, he trains everybody the same thing. And then Hav actually posted a picture of it recently, showing DC Kane and uh, Khabib landing that same punch, and mm -hmm. and real fights in the UFC. So. Yeah, man, Khabib's definitely Did you working. Ever land it? He's definitely working. I don't know. I don't know. I never threw one punch. I don't think in my whole career. Punches and bunches. Yeah, I, I always, I always just kept throwing, man. Um, but Khabib's definitely working on it, and he's working on speed. He's working on striking. And I think he enjoyed showing that. I think that made him happy to see. I think that clip of him hitting uh, Connor and knocking him almost down, pretty much. I think that's probably one of the highlights of that fight, even more than the tap. Oh, yeah. I think the tap wasn't surprising. He knew if he put him in a submission, he would tap. Whether he had the neck, whether he had the face, his ear, anything that resembled a Renick choke, he was going to get the tap once he wore him out and beat him up. So, Do you think he tapped too fast? I think he was he, he was replays? impressed with the fact that he beat him on the feet. This guy who who just convinced everybody he was going to beat the pound-for-pound pound greatest boxer alive yeah. and took all y'all's money for that fight and then he goes on instagram and, and shows all you guys what he paid all that money for all this bling and all these like well, look look guys i, I, I can i convinced all you guys i was going to beat floyd mayweather i didn't but look what all i bought and then everyone's just like oh man you're the greatest it's, like, it's well, all I your think, money guys you it's it all your we money that bought all that, that uh, stuff when we watch you the, keep believing this guy's going to beat the, everyone in the world when we watched the mayweather connor fight i think you said like dude he's tiring out and he's not even getting hit yet yeah so I think, you know, what is it, fifth, sixth, I don't know, it's been so long since that fight. I can't but, remember, yeah. But like you said, I mean, he just, he quits. But he kind of gave, he kind of gave yeah. him that fight too, you know, just kind of yeah. curled up. Because you can take a knee in boxing, and they have to step back. They can't hit you when you're down. Yeah. So if he was getting rocked, just take a knee. Get an eight count, you yeah. know. But whatever. Know. That's what boxing says. It is what it is. As far as the tap, here's the thing. I mean, like, he didn't have, usually when you uh, put, like, someone in a, in a kind of like a, a jaw, crank kind of thing where you can actually break the jaw you have the head completely sideways and the the forearm bone is going across the, the jaw line right here and then you do the same thing you squeeze it together and you can actually break someone's jaw like it's it is brutal it, it hurts really bad 
We should um, do that to me after 10,000 subscribers. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, so I've gotten more people with that than under the throat, especially high-level guys because they don't you know, allow you to put their your arm yeah. under their throat very easy. Um, Khabib was going under the throat, but he couldn't get it. So uh, Connor wasn't in that position. Connor was in a normal rear naked choke position, but not under the throat. So the pressure was kind of evenly across the jawline. So it was more of just a like a like a crushing uh, muscular. I mean, I'm sure, it still stung. But it, it was like a painful, like my head's popping kind of pain. But I don't, I don't think. But I know Khabib was really strong. I don't think you could break a jaw or something like that from that position. But I do know Khabib. I mean, he was going for it. Like he, he was. He, he didn't expect not to get it. Like you can see in his face, he was squeezing as hard as he could to get a tap, and uh, a tap came. Yeah. As predicted, and then I think he stood above him and said, well, "Actually, during the fight, when he was punching him, yeah, it came out what they what he was actually saying to him." Yeah, go ahead. Was um, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk now. Let's talk now. You know, I mean, that's got to be annoying. Could when be likes talking. And then when they stood up, Connor tried to apologize in a weird way. He's like, "Man, it's just business." And, you know, of course, could be like, "Fuck off." You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not business to make fun of somebody's or to throw a dolly through a, a bus and, yeah. and hit people that you don't even know if it's Khabib or not. That ain't business. You know what I mean? No. Threatening death to somebody, that isn't business. You know, Hitting somebody at a weigh-in, that's not business. When he jumped over the... Sometimes you go a little too far, and some of these guys don't play that game, you know? you know, if you remember, Connor jumped out, jumped in the stands just to talk to Jose Aldo or Jose Aldo, however you want to say it, but never hit him. Well, I mean, did Khabib ever hit Dylan? That's the thing I want to... I've never seen from the videotape Khabib strike anyone when he jumped the fence. So I think he had a point when he said he looked cool as fuck doing it though. He looked badass as fuck because he didn't have any he didn't have any care in the world of how he landed. He didn't care about if he got hurt. He had to jump over tables he and chairs right yeah. on like literally onto his entire corner of fighters. I mean, it was Dylan Danis as a fighter and yeah. a, a BJJ guy who's really good, um, and that shows you how much of a an animal he is. If you, I believe Dylan was calling him something uh a muslim pig or something yeah it was something really bad because you don't want muslim like all there's a lot of muslims in the world you don't want to piss all of them off you know what i mean like that's like that's a group of people that's like everywhere (laughs) you you don't know who's a muslim and who's not so why would you insult like why why would you not direct your insult directly to khabib why would you attack an entire like religion of people that's just crazy is that a double insult since they don't eat pork i don't know well if you called them a pig yeah i don't know how that works in the I don't know, but he, I mean, he flew like an eagle. That picture yeah. of him, like with his feet up and his arms out, it like literally, it literally yeah. like an eagle. It's crazy. And then, uh, but for, as far as I know, from what I could see and from what I heard, he landed and then just got kind of pummeled from everyone because right. as soon as he landed, they grabbed him. So he couldn't really do anything. And then Dylan and everybody else was like kind of striking. I think he took a lot of licks. So essentially, he just jumped over the cage and got beat up. I mean, that, that's the, the extent of what he did. Yeah. Uh, Connor's jumped over the cage and and tried to go after Jose Aldo before I've jumped over the cage and fist bumped Dana that. White, uh, Lorenzo Fertitta, and Frank Fertitta. Who was that after? That could be assault, right? I punched the three owners of the UFC, <laughs> but I mean it was it was a, obviously a fist bump. But it's like everyone's jumped over the cage yeah. at some point. So I think Khabib's point was, if I jumped over the cage, why is that being under yeah. scrutiny? When you're talking about a guy who attacked a bus in a terroristic way, hurting people, causing multiple people, not even on the bus, but the what that wasn't on the bus, to not be able to have a fight that night or the next night, um, you know, I, he threatened death at a press conference and didn't get a warning. Yeah. He assaulted um, Khabib at the, at the weigh-ins, which usually is 20% of a fight purse, if I remember correctly, back when I was coming up. You know, if you hit somebody or push somebody, it's 20, 20% of your fight purse. Really? I don't know, I can't talk. Uh, yeah. So I remember when uh, DC and uh, John Jones actually got into it, and there was like, I think Jones swung at him and missed and threw a shoe. 
and that was it. Like he threw a shoe and like the, the podium thing in the back fell down. And that was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I remember we that. can't tolerate this kind of thing. And then when you look at what Connor's done leading up to this fight, it's like, what? How, how is this guy even in this country? More I, or less sitting if- here threatening that he would have murdered him. So you get off from attacking the bus and you convince the, the court and everybody else that you're, you're innocent and, and, and it was a mistake. Not innocent, but you, it, was a, it was a mistake and you learned from it. And you're going to be a better person. And the next time you get the microphone at the press conference, you then tell the same person that you would have literally murdered them. Right. You would be in the ground and I would be in a jail cell. Did you learn your lesson? Like, are you a changed person? I and like, he thinks that's okay. He thinks that's okay to threaten murder to somebody and then call someone's dad a coward. Then he got into the political stuff and then the well, religious like, stuff yeah. and the dog is end stuff. And it's like, like in this dude. country, you cannot disrespect the king in any exactly. way. Exactly. Different so, countries have different values. Yeah, and so rules. you gotta, you almost gotta, I get it. It happened in America, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But still, it's like, if I disrespect in America, if I disrespect a Thai guy, you know, it's a whole different ballgame than disrespecting an American. Yeah. You know? So when you do that, you should expect stuff like that to happen. Yeah. And, I don't know, man. And he used Putin against him, too, to try to make it look like Russia turned against him. I mean, he did everything in the playbook. And hats off to him for selling the fight because he definitely, Connor did sell the fight. He just didn't fight. Yeah. That was was (laughs) the one, if you're going to sell the fight, you have to do that second part, you know. It's like, because, man, you put yourself out there. He made the money, though. So, I mean, he's got that. I'm curious to see his next, like, build up to his next fight because he can't be all boisterous now. He's the best in the world and all that stuff after you just got smoked you know you can never believe what he says it's anymore. like yeah what can he say now it's you gonna can't be believe boring and you brought a guy of like or you brought a team of like 20 people to attack a bus yeah. and khabib literally after beating you for 20 minutes jumped over the cage onto your own camp in front of an irish field stadium try to fight your whole team and try to fight everybody like i mean that if, if it comes down to who's the craziest yeah I and more serious if it comes down to it i'd say khabib wins that battle um another thing though is khabib not only got a call from putin in the locker room after the fight, he actually met with Putin recently, and a lot of the websites didn't translate what was said. But I think it's very interesting. So um, I got it translated, and so essentially what he said was he was proud of him, and he did very good, and you know we're all one nation, I guess. Now this is loosely translated, yeah. um, but we're all one nation. In, in other words, like Dagestan, Tajikistan, Russia, we're all, we're all together. And we're proud of you for your victory. Obviously, what happened afterwards wasn't good, but it happens. But then it kind of got political in a way where he kind of said, using the thing that happened afterwards, kind of like we're all together. And if anyone ever tried something with us, we would come together and do the same thing kind of you did. So it kind of sent kind of a warning out to the world, sort of, right? Like They scared the shit out of me. It's weird. Like it was, I mean, he was, he was like, thanking Khabib and it was all about Khabib but it was kind of a political message to the world of like you mess with us what you, you saw with Khabib us, you deal with all of is what we're going to do to you you know what I mean like yeah it, it, we, we would do the same thing so Putin's always like you know, he's smart and, and everything's got a purpose How with cool him. is Putin? He's a cool dude, man. I'll, I'll give it to him. He's a I've, cool dude. Again, of course, I've never met him, but he just... That dude, he rides horses with like, no like shirt. No, like, bareback, dude. Like, I saw him. I saw him go it's underwater like and he was like spearfishing or something off like a pier. In some like dirty He's water. He's kind of too, isn't he? Hey, it's cr- and he does judo, boxing and stuff. That's a scary, scary man right there. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Anyway, so there's that. So if you want to know what that little uh, interview with, with, or not interview, but but conversation with uh, Vladimir Putin and, and Khabib was, that's similar to what I said. I'm, I translated yeah. it loosely, but uh, it was interesting that, you know, he, he guys that are fighting nowadays in, the, in MMA and in the UFC. Are political. 
well, they get to sit with presidents, yeah. you know, like, I mean, we're talking, we saw Colby Covington go meet with Ugh. Donald Trump. Then we saw now Khabib sitting with uh, Putin afterwards. It's like, man, like when I was coming up, I was fighting guys with like cut off shorts and mohawks. You know, it wasn't like, there was nothing cool about fighting. We got like our 250 bucks at the end, a picture maybe well, after uh, we, after we took it to the, uh, pr- the, it was the, the Photoshop and get it developed. It's crazy, dude. You remember uh, Trump apparently called Derek Lewis and said he has to beat the shit out of that Russian Volkov? Oh, that's funny. So let's get into that fight then. That's the Volkov or the, the one coming up? Derek Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Fighting uh, DC. That's another one, man, that we cannot have him come train at AK now since he's fighting DC. Oh, yeah. You but, know? but, but, but I want to say something on this one. But first off, I want to get your take on it, the fight. How what what are your going? thoughts on just the matchup and, and who you think is going to win? I personally, and no disrespect to Lewis. I like him. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I already know what you're going to say now, dude. It's going to be it's going to be worse than this McGregor fight. I mean, it's literally it's going to be an ass whooping. And I I hate to say it. Okay, first of all, I don't think Derek Lewis ever fought a five round fight. I could be wrong, but I don't think he ever has. His cardio sucks, and he knows it. And he's going against probably the best cardio in any heavyweight. You know, now that he's a heavyweight. It's not only his uh, DC's cardio; it's his grind. Well, yeah, it's and he it's, can it's go beyond his cardio pressure, and yeah, right. you know, and and I. Just cannot recall how much takedown defense, you know, uh, Bob Sapp, the other bleat, the other beast. Well, even if uh, you have good takedown defense, when you get tired, oh, exactly. it goes it, right out the window. So I just don't see how he's going to learn unbelievable <laughs> ground game, <laughs> a, a ridiculous cardio, and prepare for a five-round fight. And what is it, a month and a half away? If All right, so I'm going to – yeah, I get what you're saying. I just – man, I and I really like – back to what I was saying, the, uh, I think it's the biggest yeah, – the Vegas, the Vegas odds are going to be just astronomical. And what's his name's favor? Biggest probably for uh, any heavyweight title fight. Yeah, I mean, I just you might be right. I like, and I like the guy. That's it sucks. It's just it's another level. They know? like each other. I mean, you see him yeah. at the press conferences. I like Honda Civics, but they're not Ferrari. He said he wants know? to fight. He said he wanted to fight uh, Daniel Cormier a long time ago for disrespecting Popeye's chicken. That's have you ever had Popeye's chicken? No. Yeah, I've had it, well, but I don't. I, don't know. I can't like taste it. I think it it's right like now. a Houston, Louisiana based thing. Yeah, Southern Cajun. Yeah. If y'all want to sponsor us there, uh, Popeyes, <laughs> Popeyes. Yeah, that red beans go. and rice is fucking ridiculous. Mashed potatoes with gravy? I think Biscuits? I'm sure they have them, yeah. Oh, they have. It's been so long. But. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and try and sell the fight a little bit here because I have a different take on it. Now, I agree with you. I'm for DC, obviously. Um, I think he's obviously the favorite. I mean, there's, there's no any talking about yeah. who's the favorite. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Daniel Cormier is the pound-for-pound pound greatest fighter in the world. So when you have a guy that's the pound-for-pound pound greatest fighter in the world – He's better than everyone. So now you have a choice. Are you going to fight somebody similar to yourself that you're just better than? Or are you going to fight someone like Derek Lewis who has that knockout power that can knock you out at any time? If I was Daniel Cormier, I'd rather fight somebody who was similar to style to myself or just one of the other guys higher ranked that you know I'm just way better than than a guy who can knock me out at any given time. Because, I mean, look, we saw this last yeah. fight with Volkov. He when, lost the fight. He was exhausted. He was dead tired, yeah. Ten seconds left in the fight knocks him out. Like, I mean, he's got power even ten seconds left. So I think that's what makes the fight interesting. And he didn't have to knock DC out to rattle him. You know what I mean? Like, if right. he lands a good shot, that might change things a little bit. Overall, absolutely, DC's got a huge advantage. Right. It, it's one of those fights where the fans are going to have to just hope, if they want an exciting fight, that Derek can get something off. And, and slow DC down a little bit and turn it into a little bit more of a, a boxing fight. I think it'd be exciting for you and I. But, but I don't think it's going to – I'm saying for the fans. Yeah. 
but yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen, man. I think, and I think also mentally, he's kind of like not ready for DC. I mean, he, he said he, he, said he yeah. didn't want a title fight. <laughs> then two days later, he gets a title when you fight. say you don't want a title fight and the champion is DC, you're essentially yeah. saying I don't want to fight Daniel Cormier. So if that's already in your head, that's not going to help you. That being said, I don't. think He's like some of these other fighters that are mentally weaker. They get beat before they walk out. I just don't think he cares. Yeah. I mean, there's a guy who took his shorts off because his balls were hot. I don't think he really cares. <laughs> Forget about that. I don't think he thinks much about anything. I mean, I think he was like, I don't really feel like. I think at that moment when he was tired from knocking out Volkov, ten seconds left to getting beat for the entire fight, yeah. he probably didn't want to fight Daniel Cormier. When he got home and, and Dana called him and he's like, I'll give you this much hey, money. We'll give you 1.3 million. He's probably like, eh. sure. Yeah. Sounds like a I good mean, idea to me. I'll tell you what I do like about this is it's not going to be the fuck you, fuck you leading up to it. Nah. It's two guys that I think respect each other. They're going to be they're, funny. They're funny. And yes, it's going to be enjoyable. It's yeah. not, there's no hatred. I don't see those two making fun of, you know, one for being Baptist or some stupid shit. You know what I mean? Nah. It's like, it's going to be. I think that this was a lesson learned for a lot of people. This, this Connor Khabib deal. And I bet nobody's going to talk shit to Khabib anymore. Why would they? Because you have two things that can happen when you talk shit to a fighter. You can get in their head and make them fight in a worse way, weaker, and make mistakes. Or they can really be the legitimate deal and go out there and kick your ass even harder than they would have. And that's what happened with Conor. Right. I mean, Khabib fought angry. And he was more dangerous. I mean, he literally was trying to kill him. So, And then he... Took on his whole team and he tried to fight in an him. Irish-filled stadium. He didn't care. He literally didn't care. How many podcasts are we going to keep coming back to that? Because it's, 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 it's crazy. crazy. That crazy picture event. of him jumping yeah. out of the ring is iconic. That will be an iconic photo forever. What what UFC fighter's ever done that? I mean, he tried to land mm-hmm. on uh, Dillis's shoulder. You know what? Dylan Danis. You know what he wasn't, though? Danis' shoulder. The first person to ever have a, a sponsored banner inside there. Or to stand on the cage. <laughs> Were you the first to stand on Yeah. The- really? Yeah. I did it in WC and I did it in UFC. Remember, uh, well, I, remember, I fought Ben Saunders, and I, I stood in the cage and put my arms out. I stood completely on top of it. As far as I know, I was the first to ever do it. And then when you jumped And then off, I jumped down, almost hurt my knee. It, like, tweaked it. That, that, uh, then the second time I stood on the cage was, uh, uh, you Demarcus remember Johnson. Demarcus that Johnson. Like, that's when you f- jumped and off. And I had a bad like, knee already. Fuck. Jumped yeah. off the cage again, and then I bu- messed my knee up even more. It kind of buckled a little bit. I was like, God, please. No, it again. I had surgery right after. Yeah. I had surgery between the Demarcus fight and the Matt Brown fight. I barely got out of surgery in time to do the fight camp. Yeah, that wasn't too too smart on my part. I bet that's a good feeling, though, sitting up there, standing up there or whatever. It is. It is. Until you, it's kind of high, though, bro. It's higher than you think. And then you don't want to, like, crawl down when you're standing up there like a king. You know what I mean? Right. So you have to jump down. and then But then it's God, a long it's ways a to jump, feeling, you know? Man. And you're tired and stuff, and you never land the How right way. Is it? is it seven feet tall? It's over six feet. Six think, and a half, yeah. something? I don't know. Because I remember, I think, the one in uh, Vegas that you took me to at the Ultimate Fighter. Mm. I think I was. I think I could look over it. I don't know. That was shit. That was. I don't know. I mean, I, I never hit my head on the pad. I don't think. It's hard to say. It, it's 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 close to six feet. I would say. Somebody let us know. Put it in the <laughs> yeah. comments. Somebody mentioned it. Dana, text us. What is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's a little over six feet, like slightly. Uh, uh, Shield, Semi Shield. I don't know why. Who can't say his name? Semi Shield. When he fought in the UFC. Semi Shield. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. You know the, the big tall guy, super tall. Uh. Uh-uh. Anyway, he he, he was like uh, almost seven feet or something. Well, Justin Strude or uh, uh, Stephen Strude. Stephen Strude. I mean, Justin yeah. Strude went to our high school. Yeah. Stephen Strude. Uh, so he's pretty tall. Six eleven. Yeah, he's pretty almost seven feet too. And I know he looks. It'd be over. good if we saw a picture. Then we could figure it out. But I don't know. It it doesn't matter. We're really going into a lot about. This. Yeah, so let's get. To we the, could literally just Google it in seven <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah let's just go to uh, <laughs> Bellator. So Bellator, we have Fedor and Chell. And we have Matt Mitrione and Ryan Bader. 
and then the winner of that will be the Grand Prix champion. So let's one take of those a, fights is hard to call. Let's take a commercial break really fast to our sponsor, and we will come back and we will break those fights down a little bit and give our predictions on who we think is going to win each fight and then win the Grand Prix. So first and foremost, I want to thank our sponsor, Starfish Concept, and AK Thailand. <laughs> what are we saying, AK? How many times do we say AK during a podcast? Two hundred. All right, so I want to thank AK Thailand, and if you're wondering, which you probably are now, what it's like training at AK Thailand, here you go. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. The great Mike Swick. He's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. Telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. Alright, we're back. So what'd you think about that, huh? Cool place to train or what? That's why I work here. God, if we weren't already there. at that gym every day, I'd be booking my ticket to go there. <laughs> Seriously. I'd pay for you to go if for yeah. some reason you couldn't. Oh, God, I'd it's pay for you to it. go. It, you did. How actually. can you not go? Did you see that? Yeah. That was crazy. There when it was filmed. Oh. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right. Then you probably know. Um, all right. So let's, let's break down this. Um, this I guess it's two nights of Bellator fights. Mm. And uh, let's go Fedor and Chell first. What is your predictions and, and how do you see that fight going? I just, for some reason, I just don't see Chell winning. Another fight in his career. I don't know. I mean, I'm not talking Whoa, shit. That's, I another know. fight in his career? I, just, I don't think he gives a fuck. Well, there he goes. He's not going to do the podcast now. When was he coming on? He Probably didn't invite not. us he to his. He has his own podcast. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's not going to anyway. I just uh, I just don't think he cares. I really Speaking don't. Speaking of which, how many of these journalists and podcasters are completely like on certain people's oh, of course. bandwagon? Holy shit. That's why... We, you know, I can't even stand to look at some of the media after this UFC 229. I'm not going to say names, but holy shit. Yeah, it's bad, huh? It's well, really bad. You know, the, the you guys. Like, we don't give a shit because we don't, we don't care who comes yeah. on the podcast or not. We do this for fun, but it's like, holy shit, man. Like, do these guys, like, do they yes. see how ridiculous they sound? They, well, I mean. Jesus. I mean, I get, <laughs> I get, I get you sells. want Connor on your show because yeah. you get ratings, but it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, enough guys. I'm not, I, That's yeah, why I want to do it. That's why you know we did the last uh, podcast we did thirty six thousand eight hundred and eighty one views yeah. as of right now, something like that. Two hundred and eighteen comments. Fans. Yeah, yeah. Eighty nine <laughs> dislikes that like Connor. Four hundred and forty. Four hundred. Yeah. But uh, it was crazy seeing all the comments and thank you guys very much. The uh, they were all positive and they were like, <laughs> yeah. It's so, so refreshing to hear people that aren't riding Connor's dick, you know. And but it's not just about him. It's just in general. You know, the media is supposed to be unbiased. And certain people have gotten where they are, whether they're podcasters or media, because they're so unbiased and goes against the man, it goes against the show, it goes against the yeah. the world and whatever reason. But they are. They're really biased, bro. Yeah. Like they're, they're biased. They just hide who they're biased to until the time comes. Because it's absolutely – I was watching some of these things, man. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like it's crazy, man. Not us. 
It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy how one sided this is. Because we don't like anybody. <laughs> so we and I'm can't gonna, be biased. I, and, and I am biased on on Khabib. I get that, but I'm fair. I mean, I I, I said in the last podcast, we'll go back to that fight a little bit. But I, whoever made a mistake and hit somebody or whatever should get punished on Khabib's side, on Connor's side. They say Connor threw the first punch. Whatever the case, everyone should be punished. And it, and if there's a punishment for jumping over the cage, now then Khabib should get punished for that. I just said I didn't think it equaled what Connor did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. A guy who committed a crime. It wasn't a yeah. crime to jump over the fence. Yeah, that wasn't a crime to jump over a fence and get beat up. He grabbed a weapon and threw it at a bus full of people and tried to grab more. Thirty people behind him. Yeah, and tried to grab more and was screaming and yelling. It was <clears> like, yeah. So anyway, we'll get past that. Yeah. So go ahead and break down. Uh, I just, aside, aside from Chell never winning a fight in the, for the rest of his life, <laughs> what else can you tell me about this fight with Fedor? Yeah, it came out a little <coughs> bit, a little bit harsh. I think. Um, yeah, that was kind of harsh. But I just don't, you know. Dude, he's from the main streets of Oregon, dude. You don't want to fuck around. What if you end up in Oregon one day? Then it'll be <laughs> under some unfortunate <laughs> circumstances. Um, nothing. I don't even know Oregon was still part of the United States. But um, I just, like I said, I, I just, if he tries to stand with him, he's going to get murdered. And I just. I don't think Chell's going to try to stand with Fedor. I, let's see that. I think he's going to. Why? For some, I, I don't know. I just see it going that way and then. A Obviously, guy that punches he, like that? Yeah, that's what I mean. He throws everything he has and he's got a lot. But I, that's why I see it. I, I just, I don't know. I mean. Just, okay, so I, you, you, yeah, think, I you think, think he's going to stand and get knocked out? I think he's going to knock him out in the second round. Why the second Fedor. round? I don't know. Nerves. Fedor's so also he's gonna 40. Like bob and weave the whole first round. I don't think he's as powerful as fast as he used to be. But I think he can. I think, I don't know. I just see it second round. I don't All see right. too many first round knockouts in Bellator, do you? When I'm with you on Fedor, I do think Fedor is going to win. I don't think Chell's going to lose every fight for the rest of his career. That may have come out wrong. But. He's coming off two big wins right now, I think. Yeah. It's uh, Vanderlei Silva and Rampage, right? And he oh, lost yeah. to Tito before that. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? Yeah, you yeah. lose to Tito and then you beat Vanderlei and, and, and Rampage. Uh, I just think that Fedor is going to be too big and too much for him overall. That's my opinion. But Fedor hasn't – he doesn't fight very often, but it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, mm. he's, he's only lost one fight in the last, like, what, eight or nine fights, something like that. Has he ever smiled? Like, what would it take for that guy to crack a smile? I don't know. Have you ever met him? Yeah. You mean at AK? At AK, yeah. Yeah. He was doing photos at AK, not smiling like this. Did he shake your hand or anything? Yeah. Did he say hi? Yeah, he didn't smile. (laughs) That that freaks me out, man. It's like when we had Khabib on here. The guy really didn't joke around, didn't laugh. I felt like such a douchebag. He's happy now. I know that. Yeah. He's super happy now. $12 million or I don't know it's how a much. Very, it's, it's a mystery why. I mean, we know he's obviously made a lot of money. Yeah. We don't know how much officially. We don't know the situation, but he's very, very happy. I'll, I'll say that. And everyone around him yeah. is very happy for him. I would him. imagine. Yeah. He's, uh, him and Connor are at the top, I would say. And if they ever want that rematch again, it's going to cost a lot of money, obviously, which I don't think anybody would want to watch it anyway. If they're that happy, imagine how happy Dana is. Yeah, they're probably getting the majority of it. That's yeah. why I, I think they're pretty happy. Ugh. Pretty happy. And uh, now I'll get a question for you. So a lot of people came down in the UFC. I mean, we, I, I didn't as much come down in the UFC as just explain that when you sensationalize all this violence leading up to a fight, what do you expect? This is what kind of thing can happen, right? Yeah. So I was just justifying what happened um, because of building the fight on violence and, and all the stuff that Connor did. Now, do you think the UFC is going to use this now to build Khabib's next fight? Or do you think they're going to say, no. okay, let's, I think they will. 
You really think so? I think they have to. Because it shows how much of an animal he is. And he's not a much of a talker. Like, he's not much of one of these guys that's going to be like, you know, send me your location, I'll smash you. <laughs> it's, but seriously, that's the two things send he says. And he does it. So he, he he's a man of a few words, but a fighter, you know? So I don't think they're going to get much point. out of him on the verbal aspect. So they're going to have to do this. I think they're going to do it. not going to talk shit. So I think they're going to do the same thing they did before. And they're going to show him being wild and crazy, jumping over the cage, getting in the squad with Dylan... I think they're going to do it again. This would be a good 30 for 30 documentary. But who, I mean, like I said, I guess Ferguson, I mean, that has to be the fight. Ferguson's the only fight. We keep getting off track, but it has to be. We're jumping from. So anyway, so go back. We like to be. I'll go back to the the Fedor show again. We like to jump around, guys. Sorry. Um, So I pick Fedor as well. I think Fedor's going to win the entire thing. Me too. That's what I I, think. I think he's going to win, and I hope if he wins that he stops and he retires. and, And he ends his career and legacy as the Grand Prix champion. Because at one point he was the man, and then he lost, you know, a little bit, and then, you know, he stumbled a couple of times, came back, won a bunch of fights, stumbled again, now he's back again. It's like if he can win this, I hope that's it, you know. And I hope, I mean, he lives in Russia, man. It's like it's a land full of millionaire and billionaires. And he's like, there's got to be somebody to throw this guy some money, and give yeah, him a I'm job, sure an opportunity, right. not a job, but an opportunity or something yeah. where he, he's the face of MMA in, in Russia next to Khabib, you know. So it's like, I don't, I don't want to see him fight anymore. Honestly, but I do see him winning the fight against Chell. I think he's gonna be too big and too much. Then who's he gonna face? I think he's gonna face, uh, dude. I do. I, I, it's, man, it's a it. Say, say it. Let's both say it on three, because I don't know who you really have. Do you know who I have? No, I don't know who you have. I'll say uh, Mitch Jones, obviously bigger, uh, Bader smaller. But do you want to say it on three? Yeah, one, two, three. Bader. Mitch Jones. Really? Yeah, I got Mitrione on this. I, my heart says Bader, but like I just for some reason think that... For me, it's hard to go against Mitrione because he does get it done yeah. so many times. I just have a feeling he's like, Bader's on this like, ah, this like... Bader's uh, all around a better fighter, I like, think. But, killing people. And I, I just see him somehow managing to land that big ride or something and, and, and stumbling Mitrione and finishing him off. If nothing else, getting the takedowns. And that's why I think it's going to be a rough main event because or final because it's going to be Fedor versus Bader. And there's a big size difference. And Bader's strength, aside from his big punching, is his wrestling. And Fedor's a Sambo champion. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, he's seen it all. And he's got a big right hand himself and a left and everything else. So I think it could be just one of those fights where they kind of neutralize each other out. And then Fedor's just a bigger, badder dude. And he's going to win the fight. That's that's how I see this playing out. Matreon's just crazy. And that's based on not a whole lot of like facts and statistics yeah. that's just that's just based yeah. on me sitting here thinking yeah. like in my head well like i see it i'm not an animal going down he's taking him down and ground him pound kind of not so much could be where it's a you just want fader neck crank i don't know oh you're talking uh, mitrion mitrion yeah no i don't think i don't think i think he's gonna sit there well no he's not gonna sit there he can, get up, from, he can get up from the bottom dude i don't know dude mitrion's a big dude man how much do they weigh different you think <sighs> gotta be 25 30 pounds hmm. i mean I mean, on the feet, that's not going to matter. Yeah. That's I what mean, I'm saying. That's the punch is landing at mine, but moving around, it's not going to matter. But when it goes to the ground, yeah, it will matter a little bit. When is that? I think it's the next day. Is it? I think it's Friday, Saturday. Is it? Yeah, back-to-back. Yeah, back. Back-to-back. UFC used to do that. Remember they did a 189? Then the next Fun day. fact. The UFC did a, I forgot which one it was, but it was a half show. Yeah, yeah. 30, 31 and a half? It was, yeah, I was I in Vegas. UFC and that was, 31. That was, yeah. I was in Vegas for that, and it was it was UFC at something something and a half. Why? I don't understand that. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, and it was at the. I want to say it was at the Bellagio. 
Jeez. Yeah. I want to say, say, say it was at the Bellagio. Yeah, something crazy. Something and you know what? I want to say Chuck Liddell fought t- uh, Vitor on that one. Dude, am I? Man, I may be way wrong on this. It was a long time I ago. I Matt Hughes fought on it. No. No, he didn't because it was a half show. That's what I mean. That's what. That's. I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know. That's it was so before I got ago. in the UFC. It was like yeah. it, was, it was well before I got in the UFC. Um, God, that was like two thousand three yeah. or something. One of the few street fights I've ever been in with uh, Christian. I, I know you heard one. about it oh, on yeah. the Vegas Strip. It was that? It was at, like two days before that fight. We were walking on the Vegas Strip and we got jumped. Did you say one of the few ones, or is that the last one? One of the. It may have been. I, I can't think of very many streets. Because I remember being in New Orleans. Aside from beating you up when we were. Which is, buddy, that was four years ago today. Yeah. Do you know that? I haven't been in any street fights. You kicked a show me four years ago today. Yeah. Today? Yeah, today. Really? October 11th. Sorry, anniversary. Yeah. We should go do this after. No, no. Just quit covering up so much. I'm getting kicked. Yeah. You literally took more of a beating that night than Connor did. And you made nothing. You made me go to work. And I made you go to work and be on time. (laughs) Couldn't even walk. You were limping around work. I was in bed watching on CCTV. Yeah, thanks, dude. That was a, that was a fun <laughs> night, for you more fun. Yeah. than The ending. That's twenty years build up though. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hit you for twenty you years. Think that was four years ago, dude. That seems like not long enough for and you. And you haven't talked shit since then. No, I really haven't. Yeah, dude, you, I ain't gonna lie. You hit kind of hard. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> now I see why you did it for a profession. A little alcohol, a little uh, a little alcohol, a little pride. Yeah, a little getting tired of a shit after twenty years mixed together what? created quite the soup for you. What? T- <laughs> What time was that? It was like four in the yeah. morning. It started at four. It was daylight when we were curled up on the couch together. I don't know Whoa. how we woke up on the couch together. That was yeah. weird. Not we holding from, each other. From inside the house to outside. You choked on me the outside, balcony. Counting rocks. I remember choking you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you pass out or not. You didn't. I, I couldn't. You, I think you begged me, please Wait, not to. I was so hungover and uh And then we ended up on the couch. Like, I woke up and I was like, looking at you. I couldn't and I even like, swallow water because you crushed my trachea with your... And we had other people in the house and they... And they didn't care either. Yeah. Nobody cared. Ah, oh, man, four years ago. Can you believe that? Yeah. Four fucking Anyway, years. so going back to that UFC and a half, we yeah. got in a fight. I was in a fight with Dennis Hallman. Not with him, but he was with us, and we were walking down Is that the... Is to do with the, the worst shorts and... Yep. Wow. Yeah. It was a speedo, he, he, I think he was fighting on that card, or, or somebody was fighting on that card, one of his teammates. And we were walking down the Vegas Strip, me and Christian, Dennis Hallman, some other people, and some guys just decided to talk shit and... I'll, I'll be honest, Dennis started. Well, he didn't start it, but he's the reason that caused it because they started talking shit to us, and then Dennis like fired back on him. And I'm like, how many oh. guys? It was quite a bit. And he started talking back to him, and I was just like, oh, Dennis, come on. We, this is one of those things you could just keep walking and be the bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But who cares? You just keep walking. They probably say this to everyone that walks by, but when you start yelling back at him, it didn't work so well. Next thing I know, we were in a big fight, dude. It's crazy. It was like a Royal Rumble. Who won? We won big time. Who? And and uh, Paul Gardner used to fight. Yeah, yeah. He he fought. He was a fighter from the old days. <laughs> you remember what he did to Stephanie's boyfriend? Yeah. Remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Long story. You guys don't get it, but that we, was. Hilarious. We got to say something about that because people are going to wonder. I, it just we had a mutual friend who uh, her little boyfriend was talking shit to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> He, he was a soccer it. player or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, he was a soccer player. What did he, what did, he, did he punch him in the throat? Yeah, he did something really yeah. weak. And then, was it just one punch knock, laid him out? or oh, I don't know, dude. Dude, that was like 2000. He was a fighter, 2000? too, in the early days. That was, was, that like, was the old school days. But he, he, shockingly enough, he was wearing a Punisher shirt, like a tank top, underneath the shirt. And during this big fight on the Vegas Strip, 
like we were fighting because they were coming off and like trying to fight and then run away and then come back. So we, we didn't know where they were coming from. And I was just trying to defend myself. Christian was trying to pull everybody apart and then punch someone if they if he had to. But he was more trying to separate everything. Christian's this big heavyweight fought in UFC. He fought like five times in UFC, I think. Our very first guest. Christian Wellish. For, yeah, first guest on the podcast. And then uh, Paul Garner ended up, their main guy, the guy who was talking the most trash, ended up as the fight was winding down and we were winning and we were kind of holding our own. He was full mount on the guy. And he was punching him, like, down. We don't condone this, guys. Don't get in a street fight. Um <laughs> And this guy came up and, like, punched him and then grabbed his shirt and ripped his shirt off. And so he ripped his shirt off, and then now he has a Punisher tank top on. Oh, jeez. You can't make this up. Yeah. So now he's punching this guy with a Punisher tank top. <laughs> now, these guys are all cut up and, like, you know, they got cuts on their face and everything else. The cops show up, and they're spraying everybody with pepper spray. You got hit? Oh, my God. What's that like? Not good. So what happens is when you first get hit, it just feels like something going on your face. You don't feel the sting, like, right away. This one, maybe it's changed now. But I just felt all this stuff go on my face, and I was like, what the hell is all this? Then it started burning. I was like, oh, shit. And then I saw the cops. And the cops were like, I don't need guns and shit. So I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, we're innocent. You know, we, we haven't done We're just uh, defending ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we, they didn't care about UFC or nothing back then. And we were just like, yo, we're just defending ourselves. And and then the guys that we fought were screaming because, I mean, they had cuts all over their face. Ooh, get so some I'm pepper spray. Yeah, I'm sure that didn't feel so good. an open wound? So we all sat down and we were just totally like polite, you know, because we, we're not guys that are getting in street oh. fights all the time. What were these guys looking like? Were they kind of thug looking? They were they were thuggish. Yeah, definitely. These these guys have been in a few fights yeah. before, and uh, it. So when we were talking to the police officers, uh, we maintained composure and manners, and these guys, which didn't. is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, these guys didn't. They insisted on calling them pigs and uh, other uh, derogatory derogatory statements and income poop. Didn't seem to help. The cops took our side very fast. And uh, other people were getting witnesses. And we had a nice little crowd, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, look, these guys just got jumped. And they, they did what they were supposed to do. Those are the ones that started it. And then they held them there. And they unhu- I was handcuffed. I was literally handcuffed. And I remember I looked over and saw Christian was sitting on the side. He was the only one of us not handcuffed. And the first thing I saw when all this stuff was, like, in my eyes was Christian not being handcuffed. I was like, why is he not handcuffed? He didn't like that. He was like, dude. <laughs> Good friends. He was like, dude. <laughs> he did it more. But apparently he, he convinced the cops he was just breaking it up. So that's yeah. why he didn't get in jail. But they took the handcuffs off well, of us and they let us go. And the other guys, they went to jail. No. You've never been to jail, right? We no. Jail. That was the closest I've ever been to getting Isn't in jail by the cops. you ever been handcuffed? It was the only time I've ever been handcuffed and the only time I've ever been thinking I was going to jail. Fuck. But in I've my been, mind, I've I was thinking like. in our high school. But in my mind, I was thinking like. I know it's not good to have a street fight, and I and I got jumped. I had to defend myself. I didn't throw a first punch at all. I mean, I got hit before I ever threw anything. But I remember thinking, like, if I go to jail, eh, what a cool way to go, right? Yeah. Street fight on the, the, the Sunset Strip, and, like, we got jumped, and we won, and like, whatever. I'll go to jail for it. What's the most that can happen? But they let us go, and they said, all right, guys, have a good day. Don't get any more trouble. Okay. But I'll tell you one thing. We were jacked for, like, two days from that pepper spray. Like, even showers. You couldn't get that stuff off. How much would I, I have the, to pay you for me to spray you in the face? And, dude, I don't know what they use, man, but I went to the shower like soon as I could. After. We went out that night, and then because uh, it was like kind of like, evening. going to stop you from No, no, it was, like, it was like afternoon, evening, like kind of as we were heading yeah. out, you know, so we didn't go back and like change or anything. So we just got out of our eyes to where we could like resist it and drink enough that we couldn't feel the pain. And then that <laughs> night we got back and started taking showers and oof. Was that reignited or something? Oh, God, because I would forgot about it. I mean, it was like yeah. completely gone. And when I got in that shower, it was like all over again. Like it was, it was just, like I just got sprayed. Fun. Yeah. That I've never been pepper sprayed. Well, I would advise don't. 
That's like the only thing I've been Anyone out there that is, is getting into trouble and the cops show up and they have pepper spray, I would advise you not to let them spray you. Oh. It is not a good You've feeling. You've been tased? No, no, that was it. That was the that was the max well, of my criminal like, your history. Fucking when you're fighting Marines and shit. I don't know. Oh, if my USO you're, tours and stuff. No, I got like, attacked by uh, the dogs from Afghanistan. I got a rocket attack in Kandahar. That was fun. I literally in Kandahar. I'll, I, this is getting way off subject, but in Kandahar, we were doing. I do a bunch of US, I did a bunch of USO and AFE tours supporting the troops. I went to like twenty something countries uh, supporting the troops, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, a few times. And when we got to Kandahar. That's a rough place. That's a rough yeah. base. We literally got on and off of more planes than we flew in them. I kid you not. Just we, to we would go and get on the plane. Off. No, no, we would go and get on the plane, and then they would start bombing the airfield or just bombing areas oh, close oh. by it. We'd have to get off and go in the bunker. Then we'd go back. Then another bomb would happen. Whether it's close or not, we'd have to get off again. And then we went back. Like li- This happened like three or four times. Is that scary at all? And then finally we had to get back on the plane. And as it's taken off, I'm thinking like, shit, man. I'm seeing these videos of like Black yeah. Hawk Down. They got like these missiles that like track the planes. I was scared as shit flying out of Kandahar. Yeah, probably. Yeah. My guess. And we were, we were in the Black Hawks going from base to base, like hopping around and, and flying low. We had like an escort. But like that's scary too because you're looking uh, down at all these like guys driving around these trucks. And again, the Black Hawk Down uh, thing happened. I'm expecting these trucks to drive by because they look all the same as in that movie, right? And all of a sudden, this like smoke comes up and it's like shh, explode. Yeah, I was scared, dude. dude. Uh, I will say the weirdest place that I've ever had a phone call was when you called me from Saddam Hussein's house. Oh, that, you remember it that was shit? his palace in Baghdad. Or, yeah, yeah. After I met your dad there, your yeah. dad was in Spiker. Your dad was in North Iraq. I think Spiker's in North North Iraq. I think, yeah. I met your dad at Spiker. That was cool. That was awesome. Another fun story we can get to. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then I was at Saddam's palace. So in Baghdad, he has this like group of palaces around this big moat. And I guess that's where the the VIPs and like people stay when they're in USA tours and stuff, whatever. And we actually stayed in his palace. If you actually go to YouTube, I'm not lying about this. Like if you go to YouTube and you search Mike Swick, well, they're uh, on YouTube if they're listening to this. Yeah, if you, if, if you stay on YouTube, <laughs> well, they're po- possibly on iTunes. But if you go to YouTube and you, and you well, type wait. my name and Saddam. You'll see it. I did a whole blog about it. It's me and like Selfies. dude Heath Herring was there, uh, Kyle Kingsbury, and we're smoking like uh, like uh, Cuban cigars, drinking at Saddam's Palace, fishing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. With generals, it was like all these generals there. It was cool as shit, dude. We were hitting golf balls into the fucking moat. Do they have electricity in this palace? Yeah, it was amazing. But I will say this: fun fact for people who don't know this: all of his palaces were fake. Does that make sense? They were more fake than they looked. They were like IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I swear to you, I'm not, I'm like not bullshit. Gold Every military tables? person out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about uh, that's been to Iraq. So his palaces were like like made to look like marble and gold and all this stuff, but it was all like not. Like you're walking up marble stairs and like the, the So sta- it's like this shit. You know, this isn't really wood, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that, but it's worse. It's like it's like you can break it with your hand almost. It's like really like like really? we're walking up the stairway. I thought it was a billionaire. It looked like right? marble stairway, like the handles and stuff. And part of them were broken off from, I'm sure, like us shooting bullets through them or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and you could feel the inside and it was just like like a material like like this. Like plaster? Like, like No, like this almost. Like a, like a oh, rope. Between plaster and rope, it was like weird. It wasn't. It was so. It's like, apparently, he he tried to show wealth more than he. I'm sure he had wealth. Don't get me wrong, but he he spent it on other areas. Did I he think. any cars there? All Mercedes, probably. We were like secluded from all that, oh, so okay. I don't know. I think he had a private residence way off in the. This was like his like getaway. This this like little place we were at. He didn't stay there like full time. I'd love to go there. I want to go see uh, what's his name's because you can go tour it now. It's open what? to the public. Um, 
Fuck. The biggest drug lord. How am I not? Pablo Escobar. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm watching you, Loving Pablo right now as we speak. I'm halfway through it with uh, Penelope Cruz. Oh, it's not a... It's a movie. Oh. If, if, I only do documentaries. Oh, okay. Well, you saw Narcos then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but it's not... It's a redo of a oh, documentary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like like true... like I like seeing... This I hate reenactments. This is good though, dude. This Loving Pablo is good so far, man. Well, Narcos is good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's based on the relationship of this reporter that he had an affair with, but it's 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 good, man. Penelope Cruz is pretty hot, too. Yeah. Or she was. Is she still? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm thinking of Selma Hayek. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I, look, don't, I take them both. Penelope Cruz has always looked the same to me. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't really changed. Selma Hayek, when she was uh, had that snake around her, yeah. when she was naked in, or in a bikini, dust till dawn. Yeah. That's when I first started getting <laughs> my uh, little taste for the Latinas, you know? Oh, there you go. All then you remember good. that horrible one I dated? <laughs> if you're watching, go fuck yourself. But uh, <laughs> that was nice. Huh? Uh-huh. I won't say names for you. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about. But anyway, yeah. uh, where were we going with this? I don't know. We got off track. But hey, back to these are all fun stories. And I will say uh, all these USO tours and AFE tours that I did support in the troops were because of the UFC, you know, because of being in the UFC and, and, and the, the troops that were overseas serving our country were huge fans of UFC. So, you know, whether I, uh, you know, organized it myself with Combat Life or I did it with AFE or I did it with USO, pretty much all my free time in my UFC career when I wasn't training or in between fights, you saw I was gone to like Afghanistan, what, Iraq. Uh, I got kicked. I'm banned from Djibouti, Africa. I'm literally banned from the country. Why? Because I made a YouTube video of when we were getting like uh, Yaba or whatever or the cot. They were all on cot, the- and, we, and we ventured out of the base and we went into the city central of Djibouti, and I started filming everything, and then we got like kind of surrounded by all these. Uh, Osama bin Laden supporters and they, all these like t-shirts and like they had like uh, lights that they could put on a car and it would put this big emblem of Osama on the car. And this is before we killed him, right? Yeah. And I was, we were trying to get out of there. The police had to intervene and like we barely got out of there. So then I made it my, my mission to show all the worst parts of Djibouti and I made like a documentary of it and put it on YouTube. And, and, then, banned from and they banned me, yeah, because then Kyle Kingsbury told me he went back in another AFE tour to Djibouti afterwards, and they asked him if I was there, a part of the group again, and that I'm banned from Djibouti. Nice work. So I'm banned from a very, very rough area of Africa. So Shit. that's kind of cool, what are right? We doing, what are we doing in August now? <laughs> Dude, I know. There goes our weekend. Yeah, that's no more you vacations should, in you Djibouti. Get, uh, all those medals you have. The coins, the, the military the coins. coins. Yeah, yeah I have the, them all, the, uh, all framed and everything. The one with your mom? Yeah, that, presidential coin. Yeah. That's Bush. pretty serious. My mom met Bush and got the presidential coin. That was awesome. But when you meet the troops and go to these uh, uh, these uh, bases and, and meet the generals and stuff, they'll give you a coin. It's like thanks, and it's like a coin of their uh, their company you or their quite a few regiment. Of them, stuff. A ton of them, dude. I got over a hundred. You should. You need to let people see that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. One day. And the pool balls in that same room. How cool whenever I whenever I move back to uh, America, so. We're rambling on, but yeah. uh, it's all interesting stuff, I guess, hopefully. I, I don't know. Yeah. But long story short, um, Fedor is going to win the uh, Grand Prix. <laughs> I forgot about that. Put, yeah. put my uh, or put your money on him, and uh, trust me, he's just going to win it. So go ahead and put yeah. your money on it. Um, DC's, put your money on DC. DC is going to beat Derek Lewis, but we love them both. And I'm sure Derek Lewis is going to have a great speech afterwards, no matter what. Um, what else? Um, the other fights coming up? I don't know. I got a little sad news. It kind of hits home to me. Uh-oh. Well, you got about three minutes, so. It's just not going to take long. Paige Van Zandt got married. Oh. So. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, buddy. So there goes you that. Wear your, you wore your yellow shirt and everything. That's It's her favorite color. I have no fucking clue. I just think she was hot. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I never talked to her. I don't know anything about her. But So she's married now. She seemed nice. Yeah. Hmm. So Interesting. 
I mean, I've got a lovely girlfriend. I would not want to do anything to jeopardize our relationship. But Of course, of course. You know, we talk about that all the time, about not jeopardizing uh, our relationships. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so just I don't know if anybody knew that. I just found that out today. I figured it. Well, there you go. Yeah. We'll end on a bad note. <laughs> for all you guys out there that thought you were going to hook up with Paige Van Zandt yeah, and be you that man. Rude. Nope, it's not going to happen. She's got married, so. Yeah. Any, any other bad news you want to leave this podcast with? <sighs> Burns when I pee. Oh, well, that's personal and a little bit too much information. Oh. Well, well, I thought we were opening that up a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll close out the podcast, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Hopefully, oh, yeah. Dude, who's our next guest? We have enough oh. time. So I surprised you today with our next guest. Yes. So I talked to Javier, and I was going to get Javier on. He can't say much about the whole UFC 229 thing right now, so it, it – we can only talk about Luke's fight and, and DC's fight, so we might wait a little bit longer to have Javier on. But he also mentioned that someone else wants to be yes. on the podcast, which I contacted last night. I'm friends with him, and we, he's, he's trained with me at AK Thailand many times, or sorry, AK headquarters. Who I've never spoken to. Many times. Thanks. And who is this? I am a huge, huge Dallas Cowboys fan. And when I was a kid, I had this guy's football, his football cards, you know, the jersey and all that crap. Was, uh, so we're going to have Herschel Walker on here. That's right. He will be our next guest if everything goes as planned. We're trying to set a time right now in the next couple of days. So I'm going to fanboy all over. He wants man. to talk about UFC 229. That was the that was the thing he was saying. So he, can. he wants to shed his views on what he thought about the whole debacle. And Fun so, fact. And if, what a great guy to have on the podcast. Any, if, even if he didn't want to talk about MMA. Dude, he's I guarantee awesome you dude. he could be in the NFL right now. I don't care if he's 56. Yeah. He's, he's a freak athlete, yeah. dude. We're going to talk about it next yeah. time. We don't want to get into it too much right now, but uh, he will be the next guest if everything goes as planned. So tune in for that. Subscribe if you haven't already. Um, so we should have uh, Herschel Walker and Javier coming on, and then I'll get Khabib on uh, as soon as he can, as soon as he can talk a little bit more. And, and if not, we'll just have fun with him and talk about whatever. Hopefully. Yeah, why not? It'll be good. Yeah, good to catch up. I'm sure he's got a lot of things going on right now. Get him to send us some money. <laughs> yeah, he's got <laughs> plenty of it, I think. Dude, he went from like 6 million followers to like 13. Yeah. He gained like 7 million followers in like a, a day and a half. It's good to be rich and a badass, huh? Damn, dude. That was a hell of a guy. If you're going to choose to beat someone up, beat Conor McGregor Yeah, up. that's a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're going to beat someone up, dude, that's the guy to beat up. I mean, up. Gideon Ray was a good notch that on was the a belt. Good, it was a good notch on the belt, but it didn't get me much. You made $12,000. Yeah, <laughs> I got like ten grand and like a t-shirt. <laughs> you beat Conor McGregor up, you change your life forever. Yeah, good so, call. All right, man. We'll leave you guys with that and... Uh, I hope we didn't get too off course and, and bore you guys. But we, uh, we will be a lot more focused and have a lot more news. There's just no fucking news out right now. So Everybody's we, talking about the same thing. So. And then all these other dick journalists are fucking one-sided on everything, so you can't listen to what the hell they're saying. Wow. Dick journalists. Yeah, dude. I'm Whatever, dude. I'm, I, I couldn't even believe some of the shit after this, this show yeah. that I've been hearing. Anyway. Wow. So anyway, we're real. We don't care. We're not analysts. Yeah. We're probably wrong with half the shit we said. Yeah. Fader's part, I'm going to win the fucking Grand Prix. <laughs> Is he even in it? I don't even know. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in anyway. Um. All right, guys. See ya. Real quick, real quick, real quick, with Mike Swig. Real quick, real quick, real quick with Mike Swig.